Hello, and welcome to America's Eats Podcast, where we talk about the foods you know, but may not know much about. I'm your host, Daryl Bishop. Each week, we'll cover a new and important part of the American fabric of food and drink, and how it won its way onto our table and into our hearts. If one food item represented classic American food, it would probably be the good old hamburger, and with good reason. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that Americans eat 50 billion hamburgers annually. Named after a North German city, this quick, filling, and portable food has been satisfying America's appetite for well over a century. Join us as we follow the rags-to-riches story of the classic American hamburger. Humans have chopped meat for millennia. Chopping or mincing rough or tough cuts of meat is a great way to tenderize it and make it more palatable. It also makes it easier to store for long periods of time. Mincing meat is also a good way to ensure that added flavors from salt and other spices gets into the meat and improves the eating experience. Before modern refrigeration, one of the ways to preserve meat was to make sausage or bake it into a pie. Back in Tudor England, King Henry VIII enjoyed mincemeat pies, especially around Christmas time, which were made up of finely minced meat mixed with fruits and spices, and baked into a heavy crust. As an interesting side note, the food left over from King Henry VIII's table was given to the poor, but only after the royal servants had had their fill. A piece of food given to the poor was called a dole, and included things like heavy crusts from mincemeat pies. People who relied largely upon the king's table scraps were known to be living on the dole, a phrase that is still with us today. The hamburger would not be the same except for the efforts of some industrious European, and likely a German. Someone in the early part of the 19th century invented the modern meat grinder. This invention is most commonly attributed to Karl Freiherr von Dreis, a South German nobleman who was a prolific inventor, and who invented the first modern typewriter and the first bicycle. Though the English language literature is content to add the meat grinder to his list of inventions, German historians tend not to give him the credit. In the late 1840s, after years of social tumult in Central Europe, thousands of German and Scandinavian immigrants arrived in the United States and brought recipes for ground beef with them. Soon, diners and restaurants could find steak in the Hamburg style on menus of many fine establishments. Hamburg steak was simply ground, salted meat, only slightly smashed and served with onions cooked in the grease. At the time... Ground meat was seen as a digestive aid and was almost medicinal. How ground beef won the name hamburger in the U.S. is not clearly known, but it's likely that because Hamburg is a well-known German port city, it was an easy stand-in as a representative of something German. The modern American hamburger was born in the cultural change that occurred in the late 19th century. Massive herds of cattle replaced the buffalo on the Great Plains. American cities grew exponentially, seemingly overnight, fueled by factory and other work. People began to have more leisure time, thanks to industrialization. Time they spent visiting fairs, both big and small. Tourism across the nation boomed, as more and more railroads connected the country from east to west. Americans were on the move, and their food had to move with them. Where the first hamburger sandwich was created is a hotly contended issue involving family, city, and state pride. Some say it was created by Lewis Lassen, a New Haven, Connecticut lunch wagon owner who invented it in 1895 in order to solve a problem he had with unsold meat left over from daily lunch rushes. 
He apparently began grinding it up and serving it cooked between two bread slices. Others say it was invented by the Menchies brothers, who were Ohio natives, but invented the hamburger at the 1885 Buffalo New York Fair, which was also known as the Hamburg Fair. Legend has it that the two brothers ran out of their signature food item, a pork sausage sandwich, and as a quick substitute, they spiced up some ground beef to replace the sausage. Still others say the hamburger was invented by a young Charlie Nagreen of Seymour, Wisconsin, who created the sandwich at a local fair in 1885 after noticing that people might buy more of his hamburger-style steaks if they could eat while they walked. No matter who may have been the first, hamburgers didn't grab national attention until the 1904 New York World's Fair. Soon, Americans across the nation were gobbling hamburgers, from tiny town cafes to big city lunch wagons. All seemed to be going well for the meat industry when, in 1906, a book hit the market that rocked the meatpacking industry like nothing before. Upton Sinclair's The Jungle gave readers a peek into the appalling conditions of a Chicago meatpacking plant. Though his work was fictional, Sinclair convinced Americans that ground meat from factories might not be 100% beef, and hamburgers' popularity took a huge hit. Walter Anderson had been in the burger business a few years when he met Billy Ingram in about 1920. Walt was looking to grow his business, and Billy agreed to help him purchase a corner lot and open a brand new burger joint. For $750, they built a small store consisting of five counter stools and a griddle. Their building was constructed to resemble a small castle, complete with battlements. The building was painted white, both inside and out. They named their new business White Castle, white for purity and castle for strength and fitness. The whole White Castle system was designed to dispel the idea that burgers were poor food and made and sold in unsanitary conditions. Inside the White Castle, customers would watch as the cook ground up choice cuts of meat and cooked it right in front of them. The cooks themselves were required to adhere to 25 points of personal appearance and conduct, which included points like correct bad breath, be clean shaven, have clean fingernails, avoid chewing gum, wear clean trousers and aprons, and always be ready to offer suggestions. Aside from the cook, another employee was tasked with cleaning the utensils and building inside and out daily. The first White Castle opened in Wichita, Kansas in 1921 with a simple menu. Small beef hamburgers with onions and pickle, cold soda and hot coffee. They sold their burgers for a nickel and encouraged customers to buy them by the sack. The public loved it. Not satisfied with word-of-mouth publicity, Billy Ingram worked with a medical school for medical evidence to support his claim that not only were his burgers sanitary, but that they were actually good for you. It worked, and business boomed. Soon they franchised, and White Castle became a Midwest burger staple. In 1931, White Castle changed the shape of their burgers from round to the now iconic square in order to maximize grill space. Thanks to the pioneering system of transparency and sanitation in their restaurants, Wald Anderson and Billy Ingram pulled the hamburger out of the gutter and set it on the path to world fame. Nearly 20 years after the first White Castle opened, Richard and Maurice McDonald opened up a restaurant in San Bernardino, California called McDonald's Barbecue. The McDonald brothers offered a large menu of 25 items focused mainly on barbecue. 
1948, the brothers realized that most of their sales came from a few select items centered around hamburgers. Capitalizing on this information, they completely renovated their restaurant and methods. Their new restaurant was called simply McDonald's and was strictly self-serve, which upset some people because they were used to service from car hops. At reopening, they only offered six simple items, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, potato chips, and later french fries, soda, apple pie, and coffee. They later offered milkshakes too. What set McDonald's apart was how they prepared their food. Burgers were prepared on a food line modeled on a factory assembly line. And by focusing on only a few items, the McDonald brothers were able to offer their customers food quickly and with consistent quality. Through the franchising and menu revision efforts of Ray Kroc, McDonald's quickly grew to be a popular fast food chain by the mid-1960s. McDonald's most recognizable burger, the Big Mac, was invented in a Pittsburgh-area franchise in 1968 by Ray Delegati. The Big Mac wasn't always known as the Big Mac. It was first called the Aristocrat, but that name proved unpopular with consumers. It was next called the Blue Ribbon Burger. The name Big Mac was created by a 21-year-old marketing secretary named Esther Glickstein Rose, who worked in the McDonald's corporate office. Keith Kramer and Matthew Burns opened their burger restaurant they called the Instaburger King in Jacksonville, Florida in 1953. Rather than cook their hamburger patties on a grill, Kramer and Burns purchased machines that would broil the burgers in no time at all and required all of their franchise owners to purchase and cook their patties using the Instabroiler. James McLemore and David Edgerton purchased an Instaburger King franchise in Miami after McLemore visited the McDonald's Brothers restaurant in California and was impressed by the McDonald's assembly system. Burger King's Whopper Burger was created by James McLemore in 1957 after he noticed another fast food restaurant was selling bigger burgers. McLemore, along with David Edgerton, purchased the company in 1959 and dropped the Insta from the name. Other fast food burger joints have gone national since the 1960s. Dave Thomas opened up the first Wendy's location in Columbus, Ohio in 1969 with a small menu. Hamburgers, fries, soda, and chili, along with milkshakes he called Frosties. Wendy's, like White Castle, appealed to the public's sense of health and purity by marketing their beef patties as fresh and never frozen. The American hamburger tends to take on the condiments of the local area. In Wisconsin, one can stop in at Solly's Grill for a butter burger, a burger that is made up of beef, stewed onions, and a whopping dollop of Wisconsin sweet butter. At Whataburger in Texas, one can dig into a burger with jalapenos and bacon. In Utah, Crown Burger serves up a tall burger with a fat pile of pastrami along with a beef patty. Californians love the classic taste offered by In-N-Out burgers. No matter where you are in the U.S., chances are you're never far from a good burger joint. Just ask a local, and they're sure to tell you. For those with refined tastes and a ton of cash to splash, the Fleur restaurant in Las Vegas offers a burger made of Wagyu beef, foie gras, and truffles. It's probably the most expensive burger in the world, costing a cool $4,930 at time of writing. Since its humble beginnings in 19th century America, the hamburger has become a global phenomenon thanks to its cultural adaptability. But each burger, at its heart, is American.